close your eyes and don't try to hide Or a silly spook may sit by your side Shrouded in a dark disguise They pretend to terrorize When windows come out to socialize Mel? Welcome, foolish mortals. You have stumbled into the graveyard and discovered the Grim Grinning Guys Walt Disney World Planning Podcast. We are your ghost hosts. On this rainy evening, I'm Matt. I'm Derek. And I'm Craig. Please stay calm. The thunderstorms outside are just in your imagination. Go ahead and pull down those safety bars because we won't be doing that for you. <sighs> Listeners, if you didn't think you needed Craig Shelton singing in your life, now you know you do. Oh, Yes. Everyone. And can we say that every time we do that, it's live. I mean, it's not It's not pre-recorded. Uh, it's not a... I, I mean, mean we, we don't take any takes. Coming straight to you. No auto-tunes. Nope. Nothing. Nope. It is, that is 100% Craig Schilt. That's and, right. And please, we need to also say, please do not try that at home. My voice is professionally trained, <laughs> and there are years and years of technique put into that. So please, Definitely. please don't attempt that at home. Definitely. And and please, don't, uh, don't come... Mobbing Craig's house uh, yes. for autographs. Yes, and, and please don't say we we're not professional. And, and please don't even admit uh, tell the people that actually wrote that song we did that. So yeah, that's that would the really big thing. Nice that's the that. biggest. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is milestone episode one hundred forty nine. Whoa! Quite possibly the penultimate episode. Don't of say that again. <laughs> okay, that's, that goes in the that goes in the dumpster with um. The other word, Munisberg. Yeah, Munisberg. Well, penultimate is uh-huh. an actual word. Have so you been studying those court documents again? Definitely have. Which, by the way, we had hoped to have Douglas Bates, attorney at law, on. Uh, but believe it or not, guys, he had to actually do some work. What? With his actual cases. So he'll what? be coming soon. He did want me to let you know, Derek, he is going to be talking to you quite a bit about the Flower Festival. Uh-huh. In May. With us as his protégés, he, does he really need to study anymore? His protégés. Yes. Uh, I'm surprised he hadn't had us do a little more, you know, of the busy work. I'm for waiting him. for Bates and Bates and Shelton to kick in. It's going to happen yeah. soon. Yep. It will. Yep. Uh, but on this milestone episode 149, we are going to share some uh, recent listener mail yes. questions, feedback uh, with you, the listener, as we prepare for our milestone 150th episode. Mm-hmm. Wow. And... Uh, Will it be our last? It quite possibly may not be. But <laughs> uh, just kind of like we told you last week, Grim Grinning Grits, we've decided to call it. Uh, brunch with the Grim Grinning Guys Ooh. is going to take place very soon. It could be Grim Grinning Gravy. I like it. Or Grim Grinning Gravy, whatever y'all, <laughs> whatever y'all want to call it. We've had a lot of people asking us. About the brunch that we mentioned. Who, uh, who Matthew? And Was it your wife trying to get you up, out of the house? You know, this show is releasing on Thursday, August 22nd, Sunday morning, 7.30 a.m. 
at Breeze's Cafe in downtown Centerville, Tennessee. Uh, we will go live, as in we're going to record it and then publish it the next day. We will go live. <laughs> uh, come join us for that show as we will be revisiting some of the highs and lows of Grim Grinning Guys through 150 episodes. Uh, it's going to be great. We hope to have a lot of listeners show up for that, and we will be pushing that more, uh, especially the next couple of days on our social media pages. If you're in the Middle Tennessee area, I know it's early on a Sunday morning, but come and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And talking of pushing, I mean, we're almost at 53,000 downloads on Podbean and almost 300 followers. And, and, and I know we don't have our... as many on iTunes, but we, we don't push it as much as Podbean, but uh, I think we have quite a bit of, of uh, comments or reviews, I should say, on uh-huh. iTunes. So I did want to mention, though, I know I've mentioned it before, though, that if you listen on iTunes or Apple Podcast, I believe they only keep our 100 most, no, 100 latest episodes. So if you go and download the Podbean app, they have our full catalog. Uh, and even if you don't have the app, you can just go to uh, grimgrinningguys.podbean.com and you can go back and listen to all of our episodes. I don't know why anybody would want to put themselves through that, but it's available to them. And probably we've talked about in our planning stages of uh, in the coming months, we probably revisit some of those earlier episodes with some of the planning and just kind of update that a little bit. And just uh, that way you don't have to go all the way back to the first or second or third right. episodes. Uh, that weren't really the best of the Grim Grinner guys, but we'll... Uh, what? I know. It, it sounds sounds bad. I mean, it sounds... <laughs> is there such a thing as not the best? But uh, we'll revisit some of those in the coming months. But again, if you want to be a part of it, the big event, Milestone Episode 150, Grim Grinning Grit slash Gravy, <laughs> coming up Sunday morning, August 25th, Breeze's Cafe. Slash grape juice. I guess we need to let Breeze's know we're coming by. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. So join us here in about three days' time. It's gonna be an, it's gonna be a lot of fun. That'll be our first remote broadcast in quite some time. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Nope. But hey, here we are. I think for because you. most of the places we've gone to have closed down after we've left. It's like there. a bad omen. Yep. Yes. Well, Uh-oh. some of them are still alive. You know, Derek's house is still, he's still living in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Let's get right down to it. Let's share some of our listener news, uh, reviews, and questions, because that's why we're here, guys. I'll start off with a couple. These aren't questions. These are just throw these in here real quick. A uh, couple. Uh, this was our Battle Royale that we just recently had over the lands. Aaron Lyle Saad, I think, is if that's right. That's just one word, so I'm trying to break it down. Uh, Maybe it's a Saad company. Maybe. But he said, <laughs> what a travesty. Africa is a top six land. Too much Magic Kingdom bias. Thanks for the fun episode anyway. And he also commented later, uh, what about the third place match, Pandora versus World Showcase? I'm going with World Showcase. Very v- valid points. And, and uh, there it was biased towards Magic Kingdom. But, and I have said that since day one. It would no be biased because I am a Magic Kingdom. Uh, that's my favorite place so i kind of pushed a lot of that too but we appreciate uh your thoughts aaron and and can agree i mean i think derek actually responded back was that you derek with the uh, mm-hmm. pandora versus world showcase and i would i would go world showcase yep so that's very valid uh clint texted me the other day with this same sentiment could not believe that africa uh went down he thought africa is the best themed land and was disappointed that it got voted out you know i'll re-listen to those shows this past weekend and uh I would have to say that some of that was because of the randomizer. 
Africa just had a bad matchup. Africa's better than Adventureland. Yeah, well, I just, I still think. So you admit it? Uh, well, not. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I think some of the matchups again, it would go either here or there. And I think <laughs> if we redid it, hey, if we recorded that show again tomorrow, it could be totally different. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing to understand and, and to talk about is that we could have. They could go any way to depend on matchups. Very true. Pandora probably could have been the top. Like we, we said, that could have been the championship, uh, but it just the way the the way the old cookie crumbled. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> this is from Twitter. Curtis Ferguson says, "Are the Grim Grinning guys finishing out the podcast at one fifty? And I know listener Heather asked this right as well. Guys, you want to give them the news? Well, I'm I'm sorry to say, we're probably not." <laughs> no, no, we are not. It, it's, out. it's been fun, to ca- and Matthew actually is the one that started that several <laughs> several months ago. He just said, "Well, we're done after one fifty, and I think he was kind of hopeful in that. But no, we're we're still gonna be around, whether people want us or not. Hey, when you don't get paid to do something, I mean, you can stay around as long as you want to. I mean, you know, or, or you know, or there's that way to look at. It, or <laughs> hey, we don't need to keep wasting our time. But hey, uh, hopefully you don't feel like we're wasting your time, listeners. It has been fun doing that. All right. Well, I've got a iTunes review if you, or Apple Podcast review, Matthew. If you'd like me to go, uh, I uh, no. This I've been excited to hear this one. This, so, this may be one of the greatest. Wait, which one is this? Is reviews. This? this is Disney CIA. This is five stars, but edging into madness from Disney CIA. A funny follow on Twitter if yes, you get the chance. Yes. I'm giving this podcast five five stars, but seriously, these guys are lunatics. <laughs> Apparently, the seven foot four guy, I think his name is Matt, is a water park fanboy that would rather chew on broken glass than go to Disney Springs. Here, here. Killjoy McFuddy Duddy. <laughs> Who would that Derek. be, Derek? Derek thinks Ohana is overrated and is apparently trying to set a world record for how many times he can get his kid in the parks for free. <laughs> Mission complete, son. Yep. <laughs> then there's Craig. I don't know what he'd do for a Klondike bar. But for a cream cheese pretzel, uh, I shudder to think. (laughs) (laughs) If they brought back Mr. Toad, he would probably need security to escort him from the Magic Kingdom. In reality, these Tennessee boys are entertaining, hilarious, and engaging. And you might even get a lot of useful information for park touring. A great listen and some laugh-out-loud moments. One of my new favorites. Y'all are still on my most most wanted list, though. Watch it. (laughs) <laughs> That's because we keep sharing that grim grinning gossip. It is. Thank you, Disney CIA. I think we're supposed to take that as a compliment, but uh, I, I don't know what Craig would do for a Klondike bar. Yes. But I shudder to think <laughs> that may be the funniest review we've gotten to this to this point in time. Also on Twitter, uh, this is from at Ramsey Green seventy seven. As a fellow Tennessean, y'all speak my language. I'm enjoying the show immensely. Thanks, y'all. I think he likes our uh, accents. <laughs> so thank you, Ramsey Green seventy seven. Thank you, Robbie Bottoms too. Ro- well, I, I think he just has fun at the expense of our accent. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, Kelly Wilkins uh, gave us some very good news. Uh, she posted a picture of her and her family uh, in late May. My twenty year old daughter and I were driving to take our oldest daughter's dog back to her from Arkansas to South Carolina after her mid May wedding and honeymoon. Out of 36 hours, we were in the car driving for 23 of those hours. Podcasts helped to pass the time, and Grim Grinning Guys always makes the cut. We were about halfway home and listening to your favorite Disney snacks episode. Well, 
I'm not sure if it was the fact that we'd been in the car for so many hours or post-wedding stress or what, but we decided we had to go to Disney this summer. We got home and told my husband that we needed to plan a trip ASAP. We looked at dates at least 60 days ahead so we could get our Fast Passes booked. Our daughter brought one of her friends along, and we had the best time in spite of the oppressive Florida heat, humidity, and a good deal of rain. We've been about 25 times, so we earned Disney newbies. But there's always something to learn and something different with every trip. And we tried lots of snacks, including your winner, the carrot cake cookie. We all agree that it was very good, but we have to go with our favorite, the Dole Whip Float. So thank you so much, Kelly Wilkins. Very, very nice comment there. Uh, I think our friend Nick McNabb introduced you to us, and we certainly appreciate uh, all that Nick does. And again, give him a view on his YouTube channel, Life Between the Magic. And I believe that's it. Was she also the one that asked about the drummers? I don't know. I can't remember who asked about the drummers. <laughs> I wish I could find that. Someone asked us about the drummers and asked uh, why we always give the drummers such a hard time. I'll assume she was talking about the, the jammers. jammers, but actually I think she was talking from episode we kind of are It is like we drummers. have something against drummers. I like, against, I, I like the jammers. Well, and I, I told her, I said, it's kind of our shtick. It's what we kind of go to. It's our it's, it's, our, it's our humor. But uh, seriously, though, the, the jammers are anarchists. They, they don't. They don't follow society, and they don't follow the rules like everybody else. <laughs> well, okay. Before we get into questions that we've had, uh, we have one review from Facebook. Uh, this comes from Matt Hauser. Fun guys, good chemistry, and would be an easy five stars if the Grim Gritting Gossip episodes did not exist. Now, we can agree with them on that. They could also stand <laughs> to do a little more show prep, for example, in a recent show about the best month to visit. One seemed to be picking his month on the spot, and none of them had apparently researched cost differences. Uh, they mentioned another podcast that they claim to be better than ours, which I won't mention. Uh, there are, of course, advantages to this show, sp spontaneity, and I will continue to enjoy eavesdropping on their conversation. So there's that. <laughs> what was that on? That was on Facebook. Uh, the, the person did, Matt, did recommend us. Uh, just thinks that we don't do Matt enough. Who? Hauser. Oh, that was the Hauser guy? Yes. He's uh, on Twitter too, right? I don't know. But, and also on Twitter, Dad Lightyear talked about me giving my son chicken nuggets. But hey, in response to Matt's comments, uh, you know, that's kind of our thing, guys. We are fly by the seat of our pants, spontaneous, which is odd when you consider how much we plan when we go to Disney World. Yes. Mm -hmm. But Craig can speak more to this. I was just going to say, we, we, do, we do a lot of playing. We do a lot of talking before, but when it comes to like a battle royale, we just have fun with it. And I'm trying to, what was the show before the battle royale? Oh yeah, he did mention that we didn't research, we didn't mention cost differences in the month. Right, right. Uh, but like I said, we, I mean, we, it's what we focus on. It's not we can't cover every aspect of it, and and sometimes it's hard. I think a lot of what we do, uh, there's going to be some people that disagree with us, but for the most part, I think everybody enjoys the way we do things, and our spontaneity is just part of who we are. We're we're not going to give you down to the last minute, I mean, last detail of how to plan something as far as costs and those type of things for what we're doing. Our fun is in, in the Battle Royale. Like we just said a few minutes ago, there we, we, could, we could easily change the randomizer and it could change the, out, the outcome totally, but does that mean we don't plan for it or we don't do prep? Yeah, we always do prep. Derek just got back from six days there and he's planning on going again. That's what I consider prep, too. That's a, quite a bit of prep. Yeah, yeah. So we, we have a good time with it. I'm no no... Not you know beating up on Matt for his comments, but we have a lot of fun with it, and it's kind of the way we do it. Is it is it different than another podcast? Absolutely, that's why we like to be podcast. loud. <laughs> <laughs>
I've got a question. It is from Elizabeth. She said, hey, guys, I've been a faithful listener since your early days and look forward to every milestone episode. Thank you, Elizabeth. We live in Michigan, so we don't usually get to go to WDW more than once a year, if that. Your podcast helps me get through the long waits between trips. Smiley face. Your topics are fun and interesting, and your banter is awesome. Banter. See, that's us. That's the banter. Thanks for the, thanks for all the time and effort you put into it. It's really appreciated. I was listening to the re- most recent episode, 145, and heard Derek has an AP preview for Galaxy's Edge on the 19th. We have ours on the 21st. We'll be at WDW from August the 16th to 26th. So excited. Hopefully we'll run into him and say hi. I do have a question. In one of the older episodes, Derek mentioned something about Disney releasing Fast Passes at a certain time each day. But I don't remember what time it was. Can you remind me when it when that is? Thanks again for everything you do. Great email. She's from Michigan? She's from Michigan, Ah, yes. the Windy City. Yes. No, that's Chicago. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The Candle Windy it City. It may be windy up there in Michigan. I mean, you know. It's also not a city. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a state. <laughs> uh, you are a history teacher, not, not geography, correct? Yes. Okay. Oh, man. So, Derek. Uh, hey. You, I think you actually mentioned the drop a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. on the first part of your RTR, or as we call it, the Ritter. What is that time of day that you that those fast passes drop? I, I, as I told her, the only one I've looked specifically for is the Flight of Passage. And it's typically around 11, 1, and 3. And it could be. It's not at right on the hour. It's usually 11.01, 11.02. Yeah. You know, something like that. And you've only got a few minutes because they get snatched up pretty quick. But those are the times that... And I first heard about this on Backside of Magic before they... Yeah. Which their show is ended. Shut down, yeah. Uh, and and you do. I've had I've thought about that before, but sometimes you get in the park and it's easy to forget. Mm-hmm. So you may almost want to put a timer on your phone or right. an alarm to, to check for that if you're really trying to, uh, just because it's easy to get caught up in everything going on at Disney World. So and and I did it on our trip, like I said, in the, the first RTR. I did not. We just happened to be free, and and I knew we had a four o'clock, but I. I I just stopped and sat down, and I'm like, I'm going to sit down for five minutes and try and get a, another fast pass. So, and, and a key to that too is what you always mention is just get on the get on the app and keep refreshing. Mm-hmm. You know, take a certain time you have and just keep trying to move it back, move it back, move it back. And a lot of times you may not get the flight of passage fast pass, but you get two or three in the time slot you had for one other fast pass. Right. So your advice would be to back that thing up. <laughs> back that thing. I did like uh, Derek's response to Elizabeth. In the email, I was rereading that and see what all Derek said. Uh, he used the word caveat. Did I? Very, uh, very impressed. Not very, a, uh, sh- very, I, I hear think, that pairs think, well with champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Is that correct? I think uh, he was thinking, I don't know what he was thinking, but he used the word caveat. <laughs> that takes us back to episode 50. Lifestyles of the <laughs> rich and famous. We need to bring that back. Oh. <laughs> uh, I have. I've actually got three different families uh, that I'm kind of working with help plan their trip. A couple for the fall, one for January for free. Absolutely. <laughs> and this, here's a question from Tabitha. Tabitha said, "Have you ever booked from Undercover Tourist? I've read a lot about the site on lots of blogs, etc. They are cheaper than booking direct from Disney for the time that we are there." 
Um, guys, have y'all booked from Undercover Tourist ever before? No. I have not. I've looked into it, but I, I never have. Uh, from what I understand, it, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, it's not a ton of savings difference, is it? Um, for her, they said that it was like a three-day trip for, I think it's her and her husband and then their daughter, who is two. I think the cost would be about $100 total for a three-day ticket. So I guess $50 per. Right. Uh, I told her I'd never booked through there. I've always That's booked through the Disney. That's savings was $100? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, which, I mean, is a pretty pretty good amount. Yeah, that is, uh, that I, is just always, I heard. I told her I've always booked through Disney. I feel comfortable booking through Disney. Everything's already linked. Uh, and she actually texted me after the fact and said that they, they just booked through Disney. And that's my answer too, Matthew. It's all For me, I just like to go easiest. Uh, it, it may save a little bit. but and, and with all due respect, Undercover Tourist is one of those that is very safe to go with. I mean, and this is, this is strictly tickets though, right? I believe or, so. I don't think I've, Undercover I've been Tourist on there before and any. looked at tickets. I didn't know if they all... I don't think they offer booking like for... The hotel rooms, right? Stuff. I right. think it's just. I think the, you're right. I think it's just. I think they also purchases. do Universal. Yeah, they do yeah. other places as well. So I have looked at it, but I've not used it either. But uh, but I I would I, because we typically will get room only reservations. Right. And, but we've been annual pass holders the last three years, so, so you don't worry about tickets. Yeah. Um, she, I, I just book it all together. She told me a few days later that she got their trip booked. Uh, I think they're staying at Pop Century. She did end up going through Disney. But uh, she said that we, you know, they're thinking about character meals and they were already within the 180 day window. She said, what are your recommendations? Uh, she says that her daughter loves Mickey and friends and princesses. I think they're spending two days in Magic Kingdom, one day in Animal Kingdom. What character meal would you all recommend given that we're within the 180 day Just window? Just one? Uh, yeah, sure. She said, they wanted to, she said they wanted to do at least one. Tusker House. Tusker House is your pick. That would. It's Donald, Mickey, Daisy, Goofy. At least it was in December 2017. That was the last time I was there. Okay. I've not been there in a few years. Tusker House for breakfast, lunch, dinner. What are you going? I would do it any meal. Um, Do you think she'll be able to get that within that 180 days? Yes. Very easily. Uh, I, I told her for the princesses in those parks about your only option is Cinderella's Royal Table. Mm-hmm. And you may be able to get it for an off time. But um, Chef yeah. Mickey's is what I told her because uh, it has all it, it has a lot, you know. It's got breakfast, brunch, dinner. If, but uh, if I were going to Chef Mickey's, I would do breakfast because having been there recently, I wouldn't bother with the little bit of extra pay you have to pay. And brunch, for the, brunch usually brunch and breakfast are usually cheaper mm-hmm. than the the dinners. So. Hope that helps. I would, I would think about Park Fair. I mean, uh, just because. You, I mean, again, that's not really the ones she was talking about. But I think she'd probably enjoy. You know, you got Tigger and Pooh, and you got yeah. You know, you see those characters there, so that may Mad Hatter, some some you know interesting characters, some fun characters. But I would go with you two guys as as the main main options. So you, I'm just shocked that you're not saying Crystal Palace. Well, she said Mickey and Friends yeah. or Princesses. So, and that's that's why I didn't say Crystal Palace. So, Tabitha, as far as if they like poo, if she likes mm-hmm. poo, go to Crystal Palace. But if you want to stay with kind of the the Fab Five, I would go Tusker House. Yeah, and it's a good buffet. Yes, it is. Indeed, it is. Yep. Uh, another family that's uh, planning kind of their first trip. Uh, James, he has. Uh, it's he and his wife, his daughter who is eight, and his son who is five. And he told me up front, he said, this is very unconventional. 
I'm planning it for fall break. So it was right outside of the 60-day window. He said, I'm breaking all the rules, planning a last-minute trip. I know I should have taken more time to plan. Uh, They're spending time in Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. Uh, Let me pull up what he has. He's actually got a lightsaber building reservation for Star Wars. Wow. And he has a reservation for Oga's Cantina in Hollywood Studios. He was able to book that also. Uh, one thing we talked about doing is, uh, again, it's their first trip there, and he had made a Crystal Palace reservation during the Halloween party, but he didn't have Halloween party tickets, so I kind of t- told him, walked him through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, his question was, would you suggest doing Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? Is it worth it? So this is a, a good mm. question that I run into uh, occasionally. People who've never been to Disney World, kids have never been, you know, the Halloween party it's a hundred, approximately a hundred dollars, right? Uh, probably closer to one hundred twenty. So, for a family of four, you're talking between four hundred and fifty and five hundred dollars, maybe. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? We we can get into whether it's worth it. Period. Is it worth it for a group that's going for the first time? They're going for three days. What do you think, Craig? Because I know you're a big fan of it. Well, I can use my own experience. Of course, we didn't have three days. We had like seven or eight that first time we went back as a family, and uh, we we didn't have any idea what it was, and we just kind of on the spur said, hey, let's let's go to this. So we got tickets while we were down there and, and went to it, and that was the point where it became our, fam- our favorite thing of all time, just uh, especially the age of our kids, five and ten. They both got costumes dressed up. We had a ball. I, I think for me personally – I had kind of planned on something like that, something spontaneous, something that we had the extra money to do. So it wasn't a money thing. So, uh, but I, I, what did the tickets cost at that time? Oh, I don't even remember at all. I'd say they were closer to what fifty or sixty dollars. Probably, probably half the. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think right off, and I cannot remember. But it was it was a thing of where, for me, anytime I can get in the park and there's a smaller crowd, a controlled smaller crowd. I like that. It's going to cost more, like I said, about 500 bucks. But my big thing is, like what we're doing in November with my family, we're going to the Christmas party, but we don't have a ticket that day. Right. So we're going to save a little bit yep. by not having a ticket and going to the party that night. Now, would it be cheaper just to buy the tickets for three days? Yes. But we're buying two-day park hopper, and then we're doing, going to the party. So we're going to save a little bit there with that. I, I think it's worth it. Again, that's my personal opinion, just like we disagree some on – on whether the dining plan is worth it. I think it is. You guys think it's not. And I, again, that's just my opinion. I think it is because I love, you got so much candy. You got all the rides. You got, I think, one of the best parades of, of any of them, mm-hmm. if not the best. And so it's, it's just a lot of, yes, that's my, uh, I, I kept going on and on, but <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I love uh, it. Derek, Derek, what do you what think? What would you say? I would say no. On, on a trip of this length, I don't think it's worth it with, smaller children how old are his children again eight and five eight and five that is close to your five and ten but but i think with only three days i don't think it's worth it being first-time visitors if you if if you get it on friday night when you arrive if that's what he's coming on friday night saturday sunday okay okay are they getting they're spending the day at magic kingdom and then they'll just stay and go to the party yeah i wouldn't do it then Uh, I, i told him i wouldn't just because it's the, you know it's a lot of money and Craig I don't think it's nearly as cheap as it was when you went and I don't think it's nearly as uncrowded as it was mm-hmm. when you went so right 
I think they it's a lot more crowded. It's a lot more money. But I, uh, and that's my biggest beef with parties now is that they're tremendously oversold. Yeah, I believe. I mean, uh, he ended up. I think he is going to go. But uh, he, I did advise him to cancel that Crystal Palace reservation. And I said, you don't want to take up all that time. And then, and see, that's that's what kills me is seeing people sit down for an hour and a half, paying additional money to eat in those sit down restaurants. Uh, So he's going to grab something quick. I think around four thirty or five. And uh, from what I can tell, his plans they're going to try to meet Jack and Sally. So again, I, I think. From what you guys saying, I would agree with that. That probably now no, but again, if you're arriving and that's the the first thing you're doing that night, then yes, that's that. I would definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's worth it. And like I said, just to see it and experience it. I just know at the end, if you stay through the whole thing, they're giving out just full bags of candy because they just want to get rid of it. So mm-hmm. there's a lot a lot of perks to it, and you uh, you know. So whatever uh, it's worth. One other question he asked was so yeah for the Halloween party for some it's a great for some not uh, another question he asked was how often do Disney dining reservations open up as in I think he was having a hard time getting some of the ones he wanted um, I think you'd be surprised the day of when you're down there yeah. opening well, up I wouldn't say I would do it the day before the day before I'm sorry yeah. you're right you're right the day before is when a lot of them are going to open up and, and maybe even the week before I would really start checking heavy. I'd probably check two or three times a day at least. I, I think usually once you get within 48 hours, checking within 48 hours, 36 hours, you'll find a lot of availability because that's when you have a lot of those last-minute cancellations. Uh, that's how I've gotten to go do um, Be Our Guest Breakfast a couple of different times. Mm-hmm. And, and let us add to that, do not cancel within 24 hours. No. Because, I mean, I've had some nice people in the past that have excused that, but most of the time you're supposed to uh, you pay a cancellation fee, uh, but you right. can change it. You you change it to a future date, yes. and then cancel. Yes, is right. what you want to do. Uh, right. One more question from James, and I'll let you guys speak to this because he had it booked. Is Hoopty Doo Dinner Show is the Hoopty Doo review good? Yes, he said it is fantastic. Yes, uh, and the food is fantastic as well. But it's on a how you said a three day trip. Yes, but well, he said that they're going to see that the day they get down there. They don't have okay. a ticket yes. the day they get down there. They're going to go see it. That'd be great time. And, to see it, uh, yeah. so yeah, I told him nothing. I'd heard nothing but good things. It's it's more food than you can ever eat. And I wouldn't say that. And that's Craig well, talk for me. <laughs> uh, and the entertainment is great. It's a great show and uh, just great atmosphere and just a whole lot of fun. Uh, the key though is also where your table is, and you can pick that. So just uh, be sure that he gets you know a, a good seating. I don't think there's a bad seat in the house, but there there are better seats than others. Is, there, is it three levels? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of level one is kind of there in front of the stage area. Level right. two is back main floor back, and then and then tier three is the upstairs area. Right. right. And I've only been in tier one when I've been. <laughs> well, of course. But I mean, it's only like a five dollar <laughs> price difference. It's not. <laughs> hey, me and my family is right next to the stage, right next to the piano player. So well, yes. Uh, we were pretty much in the show. We got one more person. Question? Uh, one more question here. This is from Cindy. Uh, they're going down the first week of Cindy October. Cindy and Just Cindy. Oh, and uh, they said we. She said we have the park hopper option and want to go to all four parks plus Universal. Can you tell us which park or parks we should go to which day? This is a Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, they're going October first through the sixth, but they've got a four day ticket at 
Magic. I'm sorry, a four day ticket for Disney and then a one day ticket for Universal. Tuesday through Saturday. Does it matter? I know we've said don't do Magic Kingdom on a Saturday, but there. Do you guys have any advice as far as which days to go to which parks? When are they going to Universal? Does she say that, or does it matter? Uh, I think they're going to end up going on Friday to Universal. Here's what I. Here's what I said. Um, you know, she's going to be there when a lot of these parks open at seven a.m. So, I think if she can get there early. Uh, and they can experience a lot of that Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, which opened at 7 a.m., Hollywood Studios, which opened at 6. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it's going to matter which day, uh, which I right. kind of helped her draw up some plans. But, you know, I think if you can get there early, I think now is the time in September and October when all these parks are opening up early that the day is really going to matter a lot less. Mm-hmm. And what, what compromise? Uh, what compromise what, com- uh, what, what's the makeup of her party? It's her and her husband. And then uh, her daughter, who is in her mid-twenties, and her daughter's husband. So, no oh. small kids. Oh, wow. Yes. Because I was going to suggest, so with the park hopper, you get a little break in there in between, but, I mean, with, They're gonna with, do some with all hopper. adults, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the the biggest thing for them will be nighttime entertainment mm-hmm. and when to squeeze in Epcot, since it doesn't yeah. have the Right. I think they're the actually going to go to Epcot on the day they get there. Uh, so more like half food and wine will be going on. Yes, yes. And you don't want to you don't want to miss that. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> you it would can miss be, it. Can be chaotic at night. It can, but if you go during the week, it's still it shouldn't be as bad. Definitely take advantage of the park hoppers. I mean, because I'll have it, and there's no reason not to. Uh, and and in, in a little bit roundabout way, Matthew, it kind of helps out because the park hopper where they don't necessarily worry about where they're going. Right. You know, they can they get to a park and it's more crowded than what they anticipated. Mm-hmm. Go to another park. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you a lot of freedom for sure. Yep. If they're able to get up early and do those extra, 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 extra magic hours, that's going to help a lot on, on every park. Right. So. Right. I mean. I think those. Or extra hours are going to be awesome. The extra, extra magic hours. Well, guys, it's been a fun show. It ended up being a longer show than we expected. A lot of mail. Uh, but a lot of questions. I mean, yeah, it's pouring in here. It's, it's raining. Uh, uh, what? I mean. I forgot to bring my umbrella this time. I've got to get the plumber going and fix all this. I got, yeah. my, I got my rain suit. Good. Of course you do. And you're over the door shoe hanger. Perfect. He's ready. Uh, well, thank you listeners for listening today. But it's time for a segment we like to call. 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 Greatness. All right. Was that like 80s hairband? It it sure was. Sorry, Mr. Tyler. Today's Grim Grinning Greatness question comes to us from me. Matthew Dotson will ask the question. Here's my question, gentlemen. We're talking about the Halloween party. Halloween is coming upon us. Mm -hmm. What obscure Disney character would you dress up like? Can't be mainstream. Has to be okay. totally okay. off the stream. Okay. My answer, and this is for my good friend Brad Garland. I'm gonna dress up as Charlie the Lonesome Cougar. <laughs> is that an wow. actual? Is that an actual it's character? An actual Disney movie. Look it wow. up, Brad. That's for you. I'm dressing up as Charlie the Lonesome Cougar. What about you, Craig? The chicken in the water is what we dress like. Hey 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 hey. Boy, the listeners are enjoying this. <laughs> and Derek, who are you gonna be? He's not really obscure. He kind of steals the show, I think, a little bit in this movie. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with Oaken. 
Oaken. Oh, that's good. From Frozen. Oaken. Wow. Well, I think I'm a blowout. Yeah. You can spot him in the queue at Frozen Ever After. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good one. Uh, I think I win the award for most obscure. You do. Yeah. Thanks to so. Derek. Yeah, hey, for, hey, he's close. You got to be it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. Well. Listeners, what obscure Disney character would you like to dress up as? And, as always, if you have any mail for us. Can, can we answer, honestly say, us. Matthew, nobody's going to answer that. Nobody wants to dress up like an obscure well, Maybe they character. do, Craig. Oh, okay. Maybe they do. <laughs> Listeners, thanks again. Always feel free to mail us. And as you leave, be sure to beware the hitchhiking ghost. And hurry back. If you would like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay.